This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We'll get to the mailbag part of the show. But I have one quick question to get to. It was one that I was thinking about today when it comes down to these matchups. We're going to get to what the bracket looks like for the rest of the divisional round. But if you are the Kansas City Chiefs right now, would you want the Bengals or the Bills to win that game on Sunday? Personally, I'd want the Bills because I, I, if I was a Chiefs fan, I would feel more confident beating them because they've done it. Um, but I could see the argument for the Bengals because you get a home game and um, you have to exercise that demon at some point, right? Like you can't just always be winless against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I mean, in that scenario, if Cincinnati, again, it's going to be a tough matchup versus the Bills, but if they were to beat the Bills, Kansas City's like, yes, we get that AFC Championship game at home. And if you fell to the Cincinnati Bengals four times, I mean, you would have to name Arrowhead after Burrow at that point. I mean, there's just no way. At that point, it's in your reign because you play Kansas City the following year, too, again. And more than likely, it's in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I think if I'm Kansas City, I would say Cincinnati, even though they, they haven't beaten, beaten them yet. It's just because of that home field. Not that it matters, because the Bengals showed that it doesn't really matter last season. We'll go ahead and get to some of the questions now. Carprick says, who runs better in the snow, Joe Mixon or Samaj P. Ryan? Um... I don't think there's a ton of running backs that run better in the snow. Like I think of LaShawn McCoy and Jamal Williams as the only two that I know that like thrive in those type of environments. I think Mixon's the better runner. So I'll go Mixon. Although I, I think P Ryan's would be fine too. Would you want this to be a snow game? It's only like a very small chance. I think during the game. No. Cause I think that'd lead to sloppy football. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that either. I don't think any team really would benefit from that. Uh, we'll go ahead and go to Drew. He says, what does a Bengals win look like on Sunday? If we lose, should we consider this a successful season? And I think that's a really great question. Uh, Bengals win. I they, they could easily win. I think this is a true coin flip game. Like, I, I don't think I need to build up like a true scenario like I had to do for the Ravens to win and they almost pulled off the scenario. I, was, I would talk about shortening the game and everything. Um, I, I would guess the Bengals win would look like Burrow is sacked and pressured less than he was last week. Um, and then to go with that, uh, you probably get one to two turnovers from the Bills offense. But they could win with zero turnovers from the Bills offense. Like this, this team's still good enough to do that. Uh, if they lose, I still do consider this a successful season. I think I would probably chalk it up, depending on the game goes, I guess. But I'd probably chalk it up to you got too injured. And being healthy is one of the biggest reasons that teams win Super Bowls. So you suffer three injuries to the same position group. You lose one of your best defenders and most important defenders. And it just becomes very difficult to win football games, although I fully believe that they can. I feel like I'm going to know the answer to this question, but what do you trust more the Bengals offensive line on Sunday or a clean game from Josh Allen? I don't know. That's tough. Uh, Josh Allen's going to put the ball in harm's way. It's up to the Bengals to do something with that because a lot of defenses don't. 
like he he'll throw it and it just doesn't get picked off or he'll fumble and it goes out of bounds or they recover it. Uh, I'm going to look something up real quick to answer this. I, my gut says Allen, because I just think this offensive line is very banged up, but I also think that the Bengals are going to have a game plan to protect their offensive line here. Uh, so Allen, yeah, he's had at least a pick in the last three games trying to see fumbles can't find a game log on his fumbles, but I know he's fumbled a lot too. I'll go Allen having a clean game, I guess. It's about even though. I like the question. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that too. I mean, you look at this offensive line, it's been the topic of conversation, but that's what Josh Allen does. He's a good quarterback, and this is going to be a tough battle, but he isn't afraid to just kind of get a little messy out there. Diego says, and kind of to that turnover point, he says, who makes the game changing turnover Sunday? Because we all know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going Jesse Bates. Uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show, and mm -hmm. I think it's, what, $50,000 if he gets an interception. He's a little extra juice there to come down with that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go Jesse Bates. Who would you pick? I feel like I'm really, 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 really going. I'm stretching here. I'm going to go Cam Taylor Britt, the rook. Okay. He is going to step up big time. A lot of talk when it comes to the secondary. I've done a couple interviews this week in Columbus, and they're like, well, how do you feel about the Bengals secondary with the Bills wide receivers and that matchup, what that's going to look like? He's physical. He's aggressive. And I feel like this guy's going to come up big. Um, I, I want it to be just different guys every week than what we've seen in last year's playoffs because it just feels like you go to that wild card game. It's a defensive play. You go to all of the games from last playoffs, it's a defensive play. They were Logan Wilson away in the Super Bowl from being another defensive play. So it would be insane if that happened again and, and the Bengals were able to do that because I truly think it's going to come down to one or two plays. Could be yeah. completely wrong. Close play. games usually do. Uh, Stoff says, do we expect to get Bell or Pratt back this offseason? They have killed it this year, and I'm worried that the Pratt – played his way into a bigger contract and we just can't give it to him. It's an or question. Yeah. I, I think Bell's more likely to come back. Uh, but the reason that Pratt could be the one to come back, even if he's played himself into a bigger contract, which I actually think he's not going to sign the biggest deal, but I think the Bengals have already made their, plans basically that's why Keith davis gaither comes on the field sometimes on third down and they're trying him out a little bit in uh normal situations and a nickel so uh, you could see akeem davis gaither taking that spot or marcus bailey they love their linebacker depth i think and they don't love their safety depth if both bates and bell are gone they like bell a lot and bell's a good leader in the locker room and everything i'll go bell i wouldn't be shocked if they both are on the team next year though would you no, and here's my quick what I think is going to happen in the next 12 to 18 months. They will extend Burrow this offseason. They will extend Bell this offseason. They will extend Hayden Hurst. And I actually think their focus is next year on Logan Wilson, and I think they franchise T. Higgins after the, the following season. That's possible. Is that a hot possible. take? Is that a hot are take? You, are you saying T. Higgins isn't getting a, a long-term deal then? I think – they're going to franchise tag him. Okay. That's what I'm going to say for now. Okay. That's what I'm going to say for now. And I hope I'm wrong because I want T to be here. But this team is also really good at drafting wide receivers. So maybe they – Drafting linebackers. 
Yeah, they, good problem. They're not good at the offensive line part of the, the no. equation. Um, Cordell Volson, hopefully, hopefully he works out when it comes to the guard position. But uh, that's something I'd rather just leave to free agency when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, did a great job free agency, I think. Yeah, 100%. Frank says, with a depleted O-line, how do the Bengals establish a run game? Um, I think you could get interesting with it. Uh, you, you'll need the offensive line just to step up. Okay? They still have to make the blocks, but become a junk ball pitcher and just throw stuff at them. You know, like they ran that crunch play two weeks in a row now against the Ravens. Throw at them, throw it at them. Just, it's such a weird play uh, that for teams to really prepare for, just throw it at them once or twice. And then, you know, run some trap, run some uh, stuff you don't always do. Get into the pistol, do all this stuff. Just become the junk ball pitcher is what I, I would say. Maybe start the game with a play action pass with seven man protection, take a shot. And if they step up, like, we're going to punish you for that. Um, so that that's how I feel. It's just, you know, just, you got to get creative because I don't think you can line up and just run duo, run inside zone, and just expect this run game to work like it did five, six weeks ago. Like it, it, that's probably not happening. And the best run game duo that they had are both injured, not just one guy. So they've got, uh, they've got a lot of backups, but I think, I think you, you could do it. I think you just have to become a little bit of a junk ball pitcher and throw everything at them. I think they're honestly going to take the ball if they if they lose the coin toss because the Bills are going to defer it. And I, or the other way around, I think if the Bengals get the opportunity to choose, they're going to take the ball um, first on the road. And I think they take a shot deep to, to Jamar Chase. They ruined, man. I still think they ruined last week where they did all those stupid screens. And I think you could have ran a fake screen on the first play of the game. Like that, that probably would have worked, but yeah, whatever. We we'll see. The, the Bengals won, so I can't complain too much. But yeah, I could definitely see just play action, shot play, first play of the game. That's basically what they did Monday Night week, Football. Week 17. Yeah. They, they got the ball, they took a shot play on the first play of the game, got a penalty, and scored. Yeah, that was, oh man, that was great. That was just a great drive by them. And hopefully we see a familiar offense when they take on the Bills Sunday. We're going to go with this. Adam says a lot of offensive line questions. Rank who will play the best on the offensive line against the Bills and why? Ooh, okay. Well, Karras is the easy number one because I think he's just solid every single week. Volson, while he's been lackluster the last two weeks, underperformed maybe is the way to say this, uh, I still think he's number two, and I'm kind of just going in how I feel on these guys, I guess. Number three, I'm going to Denigy because I thought he looked good when they played this team last time against Rousseau. And I also am not a Rousseau head. I have watched the man, and I he might prove me wrong because I'm talking crap on the Knock podcast. On Knock him. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think he's as good as like the pressure rate and all that other stuff is showing he didn't do much against the dolphins backup right tackle like it was it was the right guard move to right tackle so i don't know um so i'll go identity number three and then i'll go sharping then carmen um but i don't feel awesome about either one of that i i just i am very i am still pretty nervous about carmen i i know that he looked okay in his limited action but full game he's gonna have to do some real protecting at some point i'm a little worried and I know that this team had the bad offensive line last year. It's on the road. 
the environment's going to be insane, divisional round game. And I agree with you when it comes to the trust level. I, I would have Carmen last and I would rank him exactly how you had it. The thing is, I, I just feel with this game, if you can get out of this game and, and win, and I truly think they can, and this is not a prediction yet, there's really hope that maybe Alex Kappa or maybe Jonah Williams could be back for that championship game. And that would be yeah. huge, huge. Just one of them. Yeah. Just one of them at this point. I mean, I won't be selfish at all, but I, when I see Jackson Carmen's name on Wednesday's practice sheet and he's out there with the ones, it does terrify me. I'm not going to lie. And I know we, we had the chance to see him a little bit in the second half versus the Baltimore Ravens, but that doesn't make me feel any better about um, what we could possibly see on Sunday. We're going to go ahead and go to Jamar. He says, what has caused the lack of big shot plays in this offense? Receivers not getting open, the offensive line, not giving Burrow time to take these shots. Both. I, I, it's defenses watched the Bengals all last postseason, all last year, went back and watched their Super Bowl team. You're going to get a lot of eyes on you. They are like, we're taking away those big plays. We're going to play over the top. We are going to sell out to stop these big plays. And it's not like the receivers aren't like, quote unquote, getting open. It's that there's, that's not where they can get open. Like they, there's usually a guy on chase and a safety over the top on every play. And if there's not, that corner is so far like playing off of him that, and he's like, you're not beating me deep and I'll give up 10 yards, but you're not going to beat me deep. And they do it to Higgins side at times as well. So that that's really why I also do think that the offensive line plays into it. Burrow has a very quick time to release and uh, the offensive line isn't even at its best. Wasn't a great unit. Like he probably didn't feel comfortable waiting three and a half seconds to, for like a, a cool post corner post play that goes viral on Twitter that he did that. Bengals tried that and Burrow's going down. <laughs> No, no, I, I agree 100%. DD Main, one last one. He says, I want to keep them forever, but I'm selfishly glad. But where the hell are the head coaching interviews for Brian Callahan, Lou, and Lou in a room? But Brian Callahan, there is a request from He's the got Indianapolis one for the Colts. Yep. But um, I agree. It's been pretty quiet. Again, we've talked about it plenty on this podcast. I love yep. everything about it. I was telling everybody, hey, you come to it's always game day. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, how it is a little bit because I told you guys at the start, I was like, I don't think Lou Andrew is going to get a job this offseason. I, I just, you just look at what the NFL values and Callahan fits, but he doesn't call plays. Like mm -hmm. that's the one mark on him, but he's going to get interviews. Like he's getting that Colts interview now. Lou, who I think is very qualified is a defensive mind that NFL doesn't care about that right now. He is older NFL likes young. And I don't think they care that he worked his way up from like high school. Like that's so cool to me. And he has all these unique things about him because of his history, but the NFL doesn't care. And they just want a young offensive mind. Like that's really what they want. It took Vic Fangio till he was 60 plus to get a, his first head coaching job. Wade Phillips didn't get a head coaching job till he was, very old uh dean pease never got a head coaching gig i'm just thinking of guys that they were defensive coordinators forever and they didn't get their gig they didn't get a shot um so i mean that's that could just be what you're looking at the really man the fangio one is is i think in my mind the comparison because it's like he's he worked forever to get to that point 
and he was a very good defensive coordinator in San. He was the defensive coordinator in San Francisco with Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis. And he didn't get a head coaching offer out of that. He had to go work longer and do the same thing out in Chicago before he finally got an interview. So, or at least a job. I don't remember if he was getting interviews or not. So that's, I think, the thing with Lou Anarumo. If he wins the Super Bowl, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl and they have like an awesome defense during that run, then yeah, he'll he'll get interviews. But man, Dean Pease won two Super Bowls. He never got an interview for that Patriots defense. I'm just here for Brian Callahan, Louie Narumo to show the world who they are in this playoff run and just say, you know what? You don't want me to look what I'm about to do with this team. So I'm all about it. And the way you hear, I know Jesse Bates more than likely won't be a part of this team next year, but the way you hear Jesse Bates in his interview today with Pat McAfee talk about everything that Lou does when it comes to chemistry, the family, you can see, I will be completely honest with you. Lou was probably the one that was the most excited coming off the field besides Sam Hubbard um, after the playoff game. Fist, fist in the air, just pumped, excited. And you could just tell, like, my guys did it again. And um, you want this guy in your locker room on the sideline. So, again, selfishly, just like Twitter said, uh, I want him to be on the staff next year. And I hope he gets to prove a lot of people wrong with what he can do. And, you know, the same for Brian Callahan. But next, it's time, prediction time, ready to get to it. What's going to happen is a season ending or contending on Sunday. <laughs> I know, like putting my hands together. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> it's always game day in Cincinnati. We'll be right back.